Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Awkward Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Katie. Um, So, today I am doing some last-minute Christmas shopping. I kind of wait until the last minute. I don't know why, but I like Christmas shopping, and I kind of like doing it close to the holiday. Um, And I don't know. This year just felt like too soon to start but then when I turn around it's it's pretty much here and I'm like oh crap I should probably start shopping so yeah I hope you guys have had a good Thanksgiving and holiday season it's definitely different right it's completely different than what we've experienced in the past but you know, I really remain hopeful, and even though things are different, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. So, you know, a lot of us spent time apart from our families and just small, just with uh, the people in our households, and that's okay. And this is going to be something that we'll look back on and, and remember, and I think it's important to also be able to celebrate with just the little people in our home, um, our immediate families. Uh, and I hope it actually gave people like, if some people get really stressed out about the holidays, my gosh, I have to cook, I have to clean. Uh, and then you got to clean up after the dinner and then you have to like, you know, there's always like family members you're not really trying to see and like, look at, COVID gave you an excuse not to be around these toxic people uh, this year. So there are some positives about, you know, celebrating the holidays alone. And, um, yeah, so um, today I'm going to talk about, uh, well, all I can talk about is today. Because I don't set up plans for the show anymore. You just kind of go with the flow. So... Today I'll talk to you about this fun little project I did with uh, Quint, Charlie, and Ren, and uh, I'm pretty excited to share it with you guys because uh, it's been a blessing and we've been blessed and blessing others. So stick around to the Awkward Mom Podcast. Okay, so. It's funny how the universe or God or whatever it is that you believe in apply your thing there uh, works because so I've been trying to look for more volunteer services, especially this year, because I'm like, this year's been really hard on us just, you know, like everybody else. This is when I need to really be setting my sights on getting these kids into the habit of service, serving others. Even though, like, it's been hard on us, we've been severely blessed. Severely blessed? Aggressively blessed. Uh, We've just been blessed. Like, I don't know. Like, we could be in a way worse situation than we are right now. And um, thank God, you know with savings and then Jordan is still working and uh, uh, 
having that unemployment that we had in the beginning allowed me to save a, a, quite a bit of money to in case because I knew this part of the year was going to be the hardest. It wasn't, you know, March and May. I mean, it was hard then too, but I had unemployment and I was, you know, people hopefully who were able to get unemployment were able to save a little bit. Um, so, you know, now is really going to be the time we need to pull through. And I hope they approve a stimulus check again because we need it. I know other people need it. And uh, people are going to lose their ben unemployment benefits here at the end of December. So I'm really worried about everybody. But um, I've been blessed. Our family has been blessed. Um, so I really, and especially with like homeschooling the girls, I had the opportunity to teach acts of service, being of service, serving others, blessing others. And, you know, I really wanted to put that focus in our learning and it should just be a part of everyday life. Um, they'll see me do little things here and there. Like one time I, these people that, uh, there's a furniture store that's closing and they hire these people who some it gives me the impression that maybe these people are homeless. I don't know the backstory of the employees, obviously. But, um, you know, I think they have to stand outside, like, for 12 hours holding a sign. So it hadn't been really cold until recently. But it was chilly one day, maybe last month. And this guy was standing out when we went to... I don't know. We had business in the next town over, so we passed him. And then we came back, and he was still outside. So I pulled into um, Dunkin' Donuts, and I got him a warm coffee. And he was really happy. And the kids were with me, and they get to see that. And that is so important to see that. Um, I will buy random coffees for people online behind me, and they see that. And I'm happy, but that's that's the little that's still help but I wanted to take it further so I happened to talk with a client in my uh in my charity on Wednesday and I was telling her you know because I had signed up for other volunteer opportunities I had signed up for delivering meals to people and I hadn't really heard heard back and um you know I I wasn't really finding it anything uh, that I could do, especially with the kids. That was the huge thing. So, um, then I had my, one of my clients in my chair and I was telling her, you know, I'm trying to do something with the girls, but I'm not really finding anything. And she's like, actually, you let me know if you're comfortable with this, but we deliver bags of, you know, like supplies and blankets to the homeless. We, we have packed up, um, we pack up like 80 to 100 bags every Christmas and we go downtown Chicago and we bless these people with bags of, of non-perishables and, 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 you know, stuff to keep them through the, the season or at least a couple of days. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I would totally love to do that. And uh, so I met up with her today and I picked up 11 bags and Charlotte with Charlie and Ren. And uh, on the way home, we just thought, you know, let's stop and see if we see anybody. So 
we pulled into this church in the center square of Elgin and uh, there was a man laying down on the ground and it was cold like our fingers were freezing we had only been out of the car for not even five minutes and our fingers were already freezing so this poor guy was laying on the ground and he had gloves on but still it's just like he didn't have anything so we picked up a blanket and a bag of of um of the stuff and charlie gave him the bag and ren gave him the blanket and wished him a merry christmas and yeah it was a great feeling such a great feeling another woman that we gave a bag to actually right on the on the opposite side of the street she had was kind of inquiring she was inquiring to me about the weather coming up and I didn't you know there's things that you just don't think about until you're doing them and like people that you know obviously I would think about you know I'm passing because there's a lot of homeless people in the downtown Elgin right now and obviously you pass them obviously it's cold outside so you're putting two and two together like oh shit it's cold outside I hope these people are okay but you really don't gather that I didn't gather that like it just doesn't really hit you until like she's asking me for the forecast of the weather for the entire week she has to have that information obviously for the entire week because she needs to know where she's gonna go to warm up and you know we check the weather on our phones how casually throughout the day and uh and uh it's just like oh it's gonna be like this well whatever but that no it's gonna be 21 degrees on christmas and i had to tell her that and she's like, that's the low? I'm like, no, that's the high. The low is going to be 16. She's like, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah. So I don't know, man. Like, it's crazy. Like, I just feel so bad for her and, and the people that have to be out there. But I hope our gift to her or our donation made her feel a little bit better. And I hope she's able to find somewhere safe to go. So uh, emphasizing giving is something that's going to be a regular habit with us and uh, I feel great after doing it and I hope the girls feel great and I just always want them to give you know I just I think I think part of the problem with society today is is to be to consume is just like you're bored I see it in my kids like Quinn and the girls, you know, they watch YouTube and stuff. The YouTubes. They watch YouTube and stuff. And, like, I love being the tech-savvy gaming parent and stuff like that. But you can see that, like, these kids are growing up with consumer culture big time. So, I don't know if I need to apologize every time I record in the car. Uh, but I'm sorry if it's noisy. But I just like to pick it up whenever I'm thinking of something good to talk about so that's kind of kind of what I'm doing I'm actually in the Starbucks line uh getting a Irish cream cold brew with cocoa soy foam uh so we'll see how this goes but then I'm gonna go to Walmart and do some Christmas shopping for the girls kind of tie up some loose ends uh, and then after that, I don't really know. Mm, I need to get back on the working out bandwagon. I've been in like, I've hit a low peak and I'm pulling myself out of it. And the donating has helped that 
quite a bit too. So that's a plus side for that. But I picked up this book and I'll tell you guys my dilemma because, or my, my thing, because I'm bummed about it. But then I'm learning like, you know, people are going to believe in different things. Like absolutely, there's going to be things that you do not agree with. Uh, so you got to be used to if this part, okay. Cause like this book is really good and I'm getting a lot out of it and it's, I'm, I love it. I like, I would consider purchasing it and I don't purchase books a lot because unless I really love it, I don't want to spend the money. I can always rent it or whatever, but I'm considering buying this guy's book. So he was talking about something. Oh, uh, comparing yourself to others. And he was talking about how, if you go to my Facebook page, you'll see me at the beach and you'll see me doing this, that, and the other. And you might feel like, oh man, he's got it made. But really what you don't understand is I was working 10 hours before that. And my little trip to the beach was like a, maybe an hour's worth of R and R between working so hard. And, uh, so I'm like, okay, well, I guess I can, let me look at, let me look this guy up because if he has more books or I can just tell him, Hey dude, you're doing a really good job and your book is great. It's helping me out. I love it. It's very inspiring. Um, it makes me happy, whatever. So then I go over there, I search his name, which was hard to do because his name's Mark Recklau, R-E-C-L-A-U. Um, and so I was getting weird profiles. And then I finally found him, I think. Hello, okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. How's it going today? It's going good. How are you? I'm good, thank oh, you. Good, good, good. Okay, oh, thank, thank you. So you. Happy holidays, okay? You too. So, uh, yeah. So I have this mask. Okay, side note. Go to Five Below, and they have this mask. And it's it's got a rainbow lettering, but it says, Have Hope on it. And I hope it, it makes people feel better. Because we definitely need hope. And uh, it's cool. So if you're looking for a cool mask go there and we're only three bucks which actually it might be kind of a lot for one mask but whatever it's the point that counts um okay so I was uh so I'm reading the book whatever go look for the yeah go look for the guy and one of his statuses that I see, like, you know, I'm like kind of looking at what his page is about. I can't really tell if it's a personal page. It was public. I was able to see things, but it, it, it showed his works like he was an author, but I don't know if it was his personal page. And one of the posts on there was like basically denying coronavirus and how deadly it is and uh, the vaccine something about the vaccine that is 
that is so good, you have to force people to take it, and a virus so deadly, you have to touch, you have to test people to see if you have it. And it's like, but that doesn't mean it's not real, and people's family have died from this. Like, I don't, dude, no, like, ugh. It's not a hoax. You guys got to stop believing that. Like, what a slap in the face to people who have lost people. I know people who have had it. And yeah, maybe these people ha didn't die from it. But I know have known people who have had it. And they're like, yeah, this shit's no joke. Like, I'm fine now. But, I mean, still, like, it's a thing. And who knows? Like, these people happen to be healthy people. What about young, unhealthy uh or immunocompromised, I should say. People who have died from it. Like, ugh. And then there was, like, a Trump need... Uh, Trump says it... Trump says that it ta he's going to need four more years to do the vote recount. And he was like, LOL, just kidding. So, okay. Then I was like, damn, dude. Like, really? Like, come on. Like, how... Bigger than the Trump thing, because, you know, I'm not a Trump supporter, obviously. I do not agree with Donald Trump, but I can't, you know, people are going to believe in what they want. But then he's writing this really empathetic, loving book to people about self-esteem and self-love. And then you're talking about, it just, it. you're talking about people, well, you're, you're scoffing at of the, the virus and how oh yeah it's it's so deadly people you have to you know you have to get tested to see if you even have it it's like that's no like so I, I was bummed I'm not gonna lie I was like damn it it's true like and I didn't even meet this guy but that whole like never meet your idols which he's not an idol I just really liked his book but it's like some some things are disappointing but then my next thought about this is is like you have to look at the duality of the of the the situation before you looked this person up you you loved his work and does that change that doesn't change his the importance of his written work it still made you feel hopeful. It did what you wanted it to do. It gave you hope. It made you feel better about yourself. It gives you great advice. I mean, the narrator too, like, was really good. Like, he just kind of, he, he like, really drives home and kind of makes it like you need to believe this and you need to do this and you need to stop doing that or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's just a good book. And I was, I was disappointed, but at the same time I have to kind of figure out like, it is okay for people to not believe in the things that you believe in. Um, it is, you have so because of this person's views on what's going on right now he thinks he is right and you know I think I'm right so we're looking at things at a different side of a coin and and 
I don't know. It just was something that I have to figure out now. Like, I can't just shut this person down. But then the things that that he's that he said here. It's like, but science. And he talks about science in the book. Science, because he gives these great statistics about uh, one thing he was talking about was optimism. And people, uh, one of his friends wrote a book. And in there is a study where a scientist gave somebody a newspaper and people who feel that they are lucky and people who feel that they are unlucky. And the people, and the scientists gave, or the researchers gave the, the people in the book uh, or or the newspaper, and he, they said they're f- count all the photos in this newspaper. But in the newspaper, it'll say there are forty five pictures in the in the newspaper. You can stop looking for them. And even further, it says, let the instructor know that you know this and you will get a check for $250. And the point that he was making is that the study had shown um, that the people who felt like they had had bad luck or unlucky missed both of these clues. But the people who felt like they were lucky in life found found these clues and were, were able to earn the $250. So, and then he, and then he, so obviously in talking about that, he goes on to talk about science. I'm like, well, if you believe in science, there are scientists that are telling you that this, the COVID is serious and it, you know, you might be fine and, but other people won't be fine. And that's the big part of it. So I don't know. That's something I got to like mull over. Um, because do I think this do I think he's a bad person no I don't think he's a bad person I don't think that's true at all but I don't know I don't know I just don't understand how we aren't working together to get this thing under control I was having the conversation about um, you know there were hacks done I believe when when the vaccine was starting to first get underway there were there was there were people hacking the information about the vaccine from the US and it's just like well what if like why why can't we obviously it's it's a a, a thing of power right but why can't we as a as a nation as a as uh Globally, Why can't we all just come together and pool our best scientists and our money into getting a global vaccine? Why can't we do that? Like China and Russia and, you know, whatever, UK. Why can't, why cannot, why can we not do that? Because we want to because it's a power thing, a money thing. Like that is why we will always lose out because could you imagine if we were able to develop a vaccine that way instead of looking out for what's in our own backyard, we thought about globally healing the globe from this virus, but we're not thinking about that. And this is why we're still struggling. 
it's Christmas break, so we have the girls and I have a well deserved two weeks off of school. And I'm really using this time to soak up everything. So a couple things that I'm doing is one, I'm taking a course for IT, um, an IT certificate, which I'm really excited about. It's from Coursera. It's Google uh, driven. And it's a lot of fun and it's really cool. I kind of took it as a whim because, uh, you know, things were really slow uh, a couple of weeks ago at work. And I'm like, man, I have to like find something else. Like in addition to hair and uh, I need to like, I was blessed. I'm blessed that in the way that doing hair since it's a trade I'm telling you guys, if you guys aren't trained for a trade, I don't know what you could do. Well, there's a lot of trades you can learn on the side in a year. You should definitely always have a trade in your back pocket. Um, because even though, like, uh, cutting hair isn't, like, I mean, I guess it's a necessity because it's got to be done. Um I've just always had it to fall back on and I'm grateful because it's always kind of kept money coming into my pocket when things have been really hard. I had, after the 20, 2008 um, crisis happened, I was working at a bank, but then I ended up really hating that job and I decided to go back into doing hair because I had been doing the corporate thing for so long and, uh, making that tra- transition after all that ha- all that stuff had happened with the economy was really scary but i that's when i had started working at hair cuttery and it actually proved to be good like i didn't i did really well there and uh especially with the corona like i'm able to still work Like, when things were shut down in the beginning of March, I was still working. I was like, yeah, I know I'm getting this unemployment and everything, but I'm still going to have to find some work. And if people are comfortable with me coming um, to their homes, I'm going to do that because I need to survive, and so does my family. So I was always thankful to have that um, on the side. And there's been a lot of uh, side work that I've had that has kept my family and I going through this time. So it's really important. But, uh, so now I'm taking it a step further and I, I had to think, <laughs> like, I had to take it a step further and find something like, okay, what is something that I can do? Actually, you know what, how it started? I was actually looking for work. I decided to like kind of brush up my LinkedIn and there was a job that was posted by Neon One, which is like a, a not-for-profit internet marketing service company that, you know, sells its products to other non-for-profits. And I'm like, dude, this job sounds awesome. And I had it, it like an, it see, what seemed to be an entry-level IT position. It didn't necessarily require previous experience, but obviously they wanted at least a year of IT experience. And I'm like, 
dude, this job sounds really cool. I like what they're doing. I like what they're about. It's in Chicago. I've always wanted to live in Chicago. So if I can work in Chicago, I would love that because I, w- I love the city and I would love to have a city job. And uh, so, yeah, the, it, it, I was like, okay, so what do I need to do? What do I need to do to jump into the IET world? What can I get? For the least amount of money, but still get some sort of accreditation. And there is a certificate program on Coursera. Cool thing about Coursera is it's only like, well, there's parameters about how much your course will cost each month. But this one only costs like $49. Like, dude, I can do that. That's easy. It's a $50, you know, $50 a month. That's so easy. It's like way more digestible. So that's currently what I'm doing. But I, I wanted to shift into something that I know will always be relevant and important because I don't want to be here again. You know, unfortunately, I'm not, I'm sure we'll see another economic disaster in our lifetime. Unfortunately, maybe not as severe, hopefully, but you know, you just never know. So I wanted to be like on top of that. And, uh, so yeah, so I'm going to be working on that over the Christmas break. I've been gaming quite a, a bit more, which is nice because I don't usually get the time to because between the girls and Jordan, they kind of do their, they take up the screens and mama doesn't get screen time until it's either at the butt crack of dawn or deep or deep, super late at night. So it's nice because... I can play games now. We have Cyberpunk, so I've been playing that, but I don't have it uh, censored, so it's hard for me to play it because I can't obviously play when there's kids around. So that's my goal is to work on this, Cyberpunk. Uh, My opinion about it, I know everybody's got an opinion about it who has played it. Uh, I love it. It's a glitchy mess, and I'm here for it. And that's kind of what I think everybody... You know, there's a lot of layers to this thing. I'm hearing that the employees aren't being treated, weren't treated well, who have have made the game, which is very upsetting because this was, seemed like a pain in the ass to like, or like laborious work. Like a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into the game, it sounds like, and they pushed it off and pushed it off and pushed it off. And then they finally get it out here. And and then this happens, like, you know, the and, and people are complaining. And then to find out they weren't paid properly or they weren't treated fairly. Uh, I need to read more on that. So don't take, don't take what I'm saying as a full 100%. Double check and check that out. Um, we were going to get a physical copy of the game. Or Jordan was going to get a physical copy of the game. And I'm like... Because I guess they're refunding people on, on, at least on Xbox, I guess they'll refund people the, the price of the game because of how bad the, play, the, the gameplay is. And he's like, well, I'm just going to buy the physical copy. I'm like, but why are you going to do that? If you're getting your money back for the game, like, that's awesome. But he's like, I want to pay the people who made the game. And I'm like, dude, that's right. That's absolutely, uh, yeah, that's a good reason. So... I don't know. Like, I can understand people who have been waiting for this game and are super disappointed because of the way it is. Me personally, I think it's cool. I think it's just 
it's going to be one of those uh, things where uh, it's just kind of known for being being funny. And I, I look at it from that perspective instead of, oh, man, like, this sucks. Like, I think it's funny. Like, half this guy, this guy's missing a head and he's still walking around. That's hilarious. Like, it just adds character to the game. Um, but the memes are pretty funny. Like, the John Wick meme. Uh, the, the music is fire, though. I don't know. Go on Spotify or go on YouTube and listen to the soundtrack because it's, it's really good. Uh, Run the Jewels always is good on there. Um, and there's a song in there which I couldn't. I It's in The Rescue. It's called Jordan Found It. I, I was looking for it and looking for it, and I'm usually pretty good at finding music especially hard music to find, and I scoured, like, Spotify, um, but I didn't know what the song was called, so I couldn't, like, search YouTube for it, but somehow Jordan found it, which is awesome, because it's really good. It's in The Rescue. I think it's the... It's called something. Let me see if I can find it. I know I can find it, actually. It is called... Hideout, scavenger hideout music, Eurocore FX 2020 remake. That's the YouTube video. So if you listen, if you type that in, that's a song. And I was like trying to look for the song. I love it. It's just, I don't know. I love it. So I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. I pick Street Kids. So if you are playing Cyberpunk, go to my Instagram page. I'll put a post up of cyberpunk gameplay maybe and you tell me what your favorite mission or path is i almost picked corpo because i like that so it's cool i'm not a big fan of the excuse me the nomad one i'm like meh but i want to try it but now okay so since i can't play i was at my friend um friends yesterday doing i gave her an undercut cleaned it up and her husband's playing it and he's like oh because I'm like he's like where are you at in the game and I'm like I'm at this part which is where you have to listen to the recordings and you kind of get to do the uh brain brain dance and you have to like you know listen to specific conversations and rewind the track and play the track back and finding clues that you might have missed whatever so that's where I'm at right now I'm in uh this guy's apartment he's on the cell phone i gotta listen to his cell phone conversation if you've played it you might know where i'm talking about i don't know but apparently i'm not even in the game yet like that's still the tutorial so i have a long way to go so i need to like get on this but i'm having a lot of fun with cyberpunk i think it's cool i love my character she's got the blue she's got blue eyes with the white x's and she's got the four buns on top of her head and her hair is blue and uh, my uh, cyberware is underneath underneath my eyes, and my nails are uh, black with white tips. I don't know, but I love the outfits, and uh, it's funny because you see a lot of different. Obviously, the game is like similar to Grand Theft Auto, but it also reminds me a lot of Bioshock in a way because I'm always scouring 
the scene or the everything for little clues and money and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. So another game I've been playing is, uh, and I'm actually playing it right now. So if I'm not focusing, it's because my girls have got me into Fortnite and I have to say it's pretty addictive, pretty addicting. And I'm also playing Call of Duty as well. I played that. I just started playing that last night. So I feel like an adult. Um, but Fortnite's pretty cool, you know. Jordan's not a big fan. He's like, it's too too cartoonish. It's like, yeah, but it's cool because you get all these characters. And I have a lot of cool characters. I have a sock monkey and a tree guy. Mm. I like kids stuff. Probably because I feel like I'm a big kid and I have kids. So, yeah, I like kids stuff. So... Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite, and I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. KD6, K-E-I-G-H-T-Y, capital S-I-X. It's my gamer tag on Xbox Live, so if you want to play some games, uh, add me. But I'm telling you, like, man, it's funny, because before Christmas break started, so I was playing Fortnite, uh, I was like, yeah, man, I'm doing so good. I suck at first-person shooter games. I'm getting better. But um, I'm like, man, I'm getting, you know, I'm winning finally, finally. Now that Christmas break is on, oh, no. The best players were just in school. Like, that. that's why. Now that it's Christmas break, I suck again. And, like, seven-year-olds are, like, smoking me from mountaintops with the legendary sniper rifles and uh i'm swearing at the tv um so yeah or it's the opposite and i am um i am uh owning like six-year-olds probably and i'm like yeah eat that eat that i'm 34 years old I don't know. It's just fun. I try not to think too much about it. But it's cool to play with my kids. I like playing with the girls when we get our little squad going. And then we all rage quit because some kids are really good. Quinn's really good. So is Dylan. They're quote-unquote sweaty. So they are really good at the game. And I'm always laughing because I tell Quinn I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a poorie noob. Because in Roblox, if you're a poorie, you have no Robux. So you're poor and you can't afford new skins. And if you're a noob, obviously you're a noob. And they're like, Mom, they always, they're so sweet. Because they're always giving me like a, a, a motivational talk every time. I'm like, Mom, you're not a poorie noob. I'm like, yes, I am. I'm a poorie noob. No, Mom, you're not a poorie noob. Like, okay. But really, I am a poor noob. But it's nice to play games. If What are you guys playing these days? Are you playing video games? I realize that most adults don't play video games these days, but I'm fully embracing playing video games. Mm, I want to try Skyrim. I know it's old, but a lot of people seem to love the shit out of that game. So I would like to try it. I got some good recommendations from my client. Uh, 
from work on Saturday. She said Skyrim. And uh, uh, she also said... Mm, World of Warcraft. I would try World of Warcraft. I think that would be cool. Hey, girl. Hi, Ren. Say hi. Hi. I'm doing my podcast. Do you want to say anything? No, thanks. No, thanks. How's, how's it going? Good. Good. Do you want to eat food? Mm-hmm. What do you want to eat? I want to eat a... What's on the menu? Yeah. Okay. Well, we have Cheerios. We have shredded wheat. We have oatmeal. We have waffles. We have fruit. We have... It's probably all I can think of for right now. What do you think? I you think want? a... Two bread. Two breads. And more cheese on it. Two breads with cheese. Hmm, that sounds like a a grilled cheese. Mm. It's so cute because Ren's like, can I have the the breads with cheese? I think it's a grilled cheese. And we and then it's cute because she keeps explaining it that way every time, and I'm like, it's a grilled cheese. You can explain it however you want to explain it. I think them. That is okay. There are no rules. Two breads and a cheese, I know what you're talking about. Is that the cards? I don't know. I don't even know. So in, so in the Fortnite, they have these little snowman things, and they're like decoys, but I don't really understand how they work because um, they're just sitting there. Too. Quinn is? Mm-hmm. I saw her log in. She didn't even come downstairs to say good morning yet. She, she just logged in. But to be fair, I didn't go up there to say good morning either. I just logged in. So, I get it. Um, but are you excited for Christmas break? Ren? Oops. This thing's recording. See? Oh, I'm going about to do is watch you play okay. Fortnite. Play Fortnite. I like your British accent. So, how's things going in your little life, dude? Tell me everything. It's like that. It's like satisfying and mad. It's satisfying and mad? Why? Like in my brain. In your brain? How come it's satisfying and mad? Like that story, like that show, What We Watched. Hmm. Which, I'm not sure what you're talking about. What show? It's okay. But uh, are you excited for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what is it you want for Christmas the most? I want for Christmas is a 
Who's a what? Is a um I'm gonna show you on the phone. Show me on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. I just got stuck in the storm. So I hate that. I hate getting stuck in the storm because um there's no reason to be. And so if I mess up um Okay. All right, well, um, so I'm going to make a girl a two breads with a cheese inside, and I'll hit you guys up a little bit girl later. Grilled A girl cheese. That's what I used to call it when I was a kid. And my grandma would say, I would be like, why is it a girl cheese? I want a boy cheese. Does that make sense? Okay. So I'm going to go make a girl cheese. And I'll talk to you guys in a little bit. Good afternoon, everybody. You're joining me on my rat cleaning, cage cleaning adventure. Uh, I bait. So there's a couple ways you can... Well, first off, I have four rat boys. And they're so cute. I got them from my nephew. And uh, they're really good pets. They're very gentle. They are clean. They actually clean themselves more than cats do. They're very smart. And, uh, yeah, they make good pets. If you ever decide to get rats, you need to get um, more than one. Um, But I have four, so that's quite a lot. Um, But they aren't hard to take care of. Um, So I've decided to... focus. Well, buy, like... At first, when they were small, uh, we got, like, shaved bedding. And then I started doing the fleece um, mats, which I don't like because you have to wash them. And they don't last long at all. Like, they stink. And I got tired of... First off, I didn't really like washing them in the washer because, you know, then you've got definitely rat hair and stuff in your in your washing machine filter or whatever just in there and then if you're washing other clothes like I had to always felt like I had to run a special cycle after the mats because I just didn't want whatever residue gets on our clothes so I didn't like that so I went back to doing the shavings and I have to say that it's messier But it's easy to sweep up, so that's okay. But the smell is cut in half. Dramatically reduced. And I feel like it absorbs everything longer. Like it's cleaner. I look in there. I look in the cage. And since it kind of absorbs things better, it locks in odors and it doesn't make it wet. Like I just remember when I had the mats or whatever and I was I still do a litter box like not so much now since I have litter or uh, shavings again but I was doing like a litter box with my mats and they definitely used a litter box so that was cool but now they figured out how to take it off the wall 
and so it's pretty much useless because they just rip it off the wall and make a little hut out of it but so this is rat cage cleaning day so I take everything out I dump all the shavings in the garbage I wash it with blue dawn wash the walls of the cage switch out any toys that we have that might be dirty clean the bowls all that and uh, reline the cage but now I realize that I have any more bedding so I have to actually get some today I have enough to kind of lay a good foundation down on all four pans but it's not going to be enough to do what I want it to do so then I get to come outside and spray it down and wash it which is nice because it's usually quiet out here except for the traffic and you get to just it's a one time I definitely get to just be outside and see what's going on out here so but as much as I hate doing it it really doesn't take that long but it's just the thought of like getting everything out now that it's winter time out it's obviously colder so the water in the hose is cold uh, it's cold outside my fingers are like ice a little bit, not bad. So now I'm gonna set up my pans. Aw, Charlie, you're watching them, Brat Boys. Thank you for helping me. Okay, here you can get up so I can put this stuff down. So I'm gonna line my pans back up. You want to put this bedding on, Charlie? You want to put this stuff on, the, on this pan? Go over here. Yeah, put that in the ladder. Huh? The ladder? No, you're going to put this on the one I put in there. So just dump all that on that black tin. I'll, I'll handle the ladder. You just dump it all? Mm-hmm. Excuse me? Sorry, girl. Can we get it in there? Here, watch out. Back up. There we go. Voila. Okay, so I'm going to get a broom. So, yay, your rat cage is done. Something I've been dreading for the past week. But uh, it's done, and I can neglect it for another however long I've neglected it. Okay, so... I'm freaking out. Like, I still have, feel like I have, I have to take Charlie, because we do a secret Santa between the, the girls, and now we've added Jordan and, and I into it. And uh, so everybody draws a name out of the hat, and then we go shop for whoever, you know, our secret Santa, your standard secret Santa. But I got to take little Charlie out tonight, and we still got to take Rennie. And then everybody's shopped for, I think. I hope so, because now, what? There's only how many days till Christmas, Charlie? Let's see, today is Tuesday. So what do we got? Wednesday, Thursday, 
Friday is Christmas. So Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday's Christmas Eve. Ah, you man. Did anybody go see Santa at the mall? We didn't get to see Santa because we weren't sure if it was safe or not to stand in. Well, actually, I think Santa's doing scheduled appointments at Woodfield. But we haven't seen him yet. We are going to Zoo Lights on Christmas Eve. Ooh. And maybe we'll see Santa there. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for helping me with that. I gotta get more rat beds. Alright, that's perfect. Can you dump all that in? Is there any left? Good job. Enough. Thank you very much for help. Go wash your hands. It's so nice to have help with a rat cage. It's usually me doing it alone. So it was nice to have Charlie here to help me. So. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I suppose might be something my dad taught me don't put off tomorrow what you can do today and uh, it's true because this could have been dealt with a long a long time ago so that's my little nugget of information for Tuesday so I just left work. I didn't have any clients today. It's been super slow for me. Luckily, I have people on Saturday. Um, I filed for unemployment again because it's been so slow. Um, so pray that I get something. I mean, even if I have to be like, you know, totally going to tell them how much I'm making, blah, blah, blah. But if they're going to re-up the benefits, I could definitely use it. <clears throat> But I just left work and I'm finally feeling comfortable where I am. And I don't mean that as in like, I mean, I, lo I, I love everybody that I worked with, work with and I've, and I have since I've started there, but it, I don't know if it's like a COVID thing or what, but it's just really hard for me to like socially become socially open with new people like I have to like I feel like I guard myself a lot and um, I'm starting to now feel um, comfortable I think a lot of that stems from having to well me worrying about you know growing up I didn't have a lot of black friends and I wasn't you know, any, anything about black culture that I have, that I know, it's basically a self-taught thing. I didn't have hardly any black friends. Um, and uh, so I just always worried about not being black enough, if that makes sense. And if I'm not talking to black people listening, 
than you probably, well, you don't really understand. But all I can do is explain the best that I can. So I was really, you know, making this transition to an, to a black salon um, is something that was very scary to me. But I knew that I had to do it because I wanted to be, I needed to be more in depth in with my people and my culture. And it's been one of, the, even though it's been a scary transition, you know, it's been one of the best, one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I think, you know, there's just some things like, yeah, transitioning here because I, I'm not like, I'm still learning a lot of the techniques and stuff about braiding and, and styling. You know, the stuff I do on my own hair, my kids' hair, I have to make sure it's salon quality at the salon. So even though these things I know how to do, if I still have to make sure that I'm doing it right. So, um, so even though I'm learning all of these things, Okay, so I'm making another segment based on a segment that I made here when I took y'all to Walmart and I was buying PJs for the girls. Um, I was talking about transitioning into a black salon and how I felt about that, but it was really noisy. Like the cart I was pushing was making this incessant squeaking and I couldn't not here and then that's the thing it was getting to the point where it was so loud what I was saying it's just like you were I wasn't focusing to it so I know I know it's not going to be easy for other people to get through and even though I like taking you guys with me like now driving to work um post or a uh, day after Christmas and uh you know recording this thing um I don't mind some of the background noise because I think it adds to what we're doing because uh, I plan on taking you guys everywhere when I do record an episode but I don't want things to be so overwhelmingly loud that you can't hear what I'm saying let alone if you're listening to it on like headphones I don't want like I don't want to like burst your eardrums so I'm taking that out and I'm re-recording it to say this here I was talking about that transition and I was, the point I was trying to make was, even though financially, I mean, COVID has obviously a huge thing to do with it. Um, even though financially it was difficult, it's been a difficult transition in basically having to start up a whole new clientele. Like it was so I'm so grateful because there are people that have followed me from where I was before. And I didn't call anybody. They actually called to see where I was. And there's still some clients that I see um, that have followed me, which is really nice. Um, but uh, the fact that I made this transition I'm really proud of myself for because I'm basically staring one of my biggest 
I wouldn't say biggest fears, but I guess like anxieties in the face to try to grow myself and not only my skills in doing hair, but also within bonding and reconnecting with the black community and growing black friends and relationships and learning and and all that. So the thing that the point that I it was just, it's an important point and that's why I had to re-record it. The point I'm trying to make to you is sometimes you're going to try want to do things but you're going to be afraid of struggling or be inadequacy or not having enough and sometimes you're going to make a decision that is a very important decision and it's going to prove you right in the way that you are you might lose something but if it's that important to what you're gaining outweighs what you're losing then it's always a good choice to take a chance on that I can always find a job I am not above working at McDonald's I'm telling you everybody needs to work food service and retail every single person and I feel like if more people like the pe- the people who are sitting here playing tabletop tennis with the stimulus package in Congress if they had to work at McDonald's and actually survive on some of that money that most people have to survive on they wouldn't be sitting here and deciding whether we need what type of financial assistance American people need during this pandemic. You wouldn't be doing that. I swear. Like it, it should, everybody's like yeah. I don't know. But um like if you like if you feel like there's something a choice that you need to make that is a positive one, but you're afraid to do it because of money or you know like I was like I was saying I always get like derailed I'm not above working for Walmart I'm not above working for McDonald's like I if I really need to make some money and it it turns out something isn't working financially I'm not above doing that and and that's like the compromise I think that I sometimes we need to make is like if things don't work out that is okay like can you do can I do something else to make money and still try to grow my skills at the salon like that's what I'm that's my next thing I'm figuring out like can I find a a part-time job somewhere else and still work and grow and not leave because I don't want to leave these people I feel like I've just started becoming comfortable and uh I'll miss them a lot, and um, I love the salon. It's very chill. It's so nice working for yourself as opposed to working at the hair cuttery because we're not open on holidays. When you, in my opinion, people shouldn't be open. As soon as I'm done for the day, I don't have to wait till close. I can just pack up my things, clean my station, and go home. I can. Oh, I have a doctor's appointment. Well, I can't come in on Thursday not you have to be here on Thursday you need to find somebody to cover your shift like that is those things are that is worth it and me sticking it out and learning eventually I'm going to get to the point where things won't be so monetarily difficult but and not only that not just financially but 
what I gain in other areas just by working here and knowing the people that I work with outweigh anything. And we kind of get a pass this year because it's been such a shitty year. Most places are going to be forgiving about certain things. But um, if you know you need to take a chance on something, obviously... You're always going to want to calculate the risks. And I wouldn't say just throw caution to the wind and just do it. But if you know this is a move that in your heart of hearts that you need to make, you're going to be okay. The fact that um, whatever your worst outcome that you can imagine, 20% of what we worry about never happens. So take a chance on yourself. And just go for whatever it is that you're that, that you're seeking. So this year, I've been pretty blessed with uh, gifts from friends. I um, I uh, got a sweet little candle and some hot cocoa mix from my friend Amy. Thank you, Amy. Um, my friend Kelly got me the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings trilogy book set, which is really nice. Thank you, Kelly. And uh, uh, my coworker Miley made me this T-shirt. She's got a Cricut cutter, which that is seems to be where it's at. Is the Cricut? My friend Sheila, she makes ornaments, and she sent me two ornaments. Um, she's got an ornament business, so we bought two, a Yzma and a Harry Potter, so it's really exciting. Um, and she's got a Cricut cutter, and it just seems like there's like endless possibilities to this machine. It's crazy. Um, but Miley made me a t-shirt. It says Katie the stylist on it, or the colorist, and it's got a green afro. It's super cute. So it's a blessing because um, I normally don't really get anything. And this year, I've been, people, a lot of people have been giving me things. I think the universe knows that I need it because uh, I just feel so down. Like, with this COVID shit, I'm so done with it. Like, I feel like it's a plus winter, I guess. I just feel like so inactive. I have really no desire to... Um, really do anything but besides like Netflix and sleep and uh, it's fun because I've been like trying to keep up with the girls and doing some fun holiday stuff you know we made the salt dough ornaments and those came out really cool I have to edit a McNamara family channel video and post it I should probably do that tonight uh, so that's actually something I really like video editing actually and making videos even though it's tedious like saving the files and just making sure like everything comes out right but um, so I like doing that I should say I had fun I did three videos so far trying to um, get the girls to make their videos again well like we all want to do it like I always struggle with doing video kid videos because I don't ever want it to be like child labor like it's got to be something that the girls want to do um and like I am very like I am very conscious of if the girls 
do or do not want to be on camera. I think that's huge because, like, you have to respect... You have to respect that because you're obviously putting it out, putting putting them out there on the internet. And, you know, so I'm always like, dude, do you want to, are you sure you want me to take a picture? Are you sure you want me to do this? Do you want to make videos? So, and yeah, so we want to game too. We want to stream and put up some gaming videos. So that's my next project. Dylan, um, we have the McNamara family TikTok and uh, my daughter Dylan's really good at making TikToks. And um, uh, yeah. So, but um, it's just very nice. It's just so sweet, like that people are thinking of me, and um, you know, it just makes me feel good because like I know people care about me and stuff like that and obviously it doesn't take it doesn't take a gift for me to understand that but it's just nice that they thought about me and um I needed it this year Christmas this is like the worst Christmas that I we've ever had because it's just been so stressful like making sure everybody's got enough like and then I try to remember, like, the only, like, the only expectations of Christmas that the girls have is because of us. I told Jordan this today because he's like, well, I'm going to go to Five Below and, like, make sure we round everybody out. And, like, like, just keep in mind that they have, like, us, my dad and Carol and Jordan's family. They're, they're good. And, like, we need to remember and I, I think I've talked about this before last year, but it's kind of like we want to give our kids what we didn't have, or at least, you know, and it's like, but, but I'm trying to like remind myself and, and him, like the only expectations of Christmas that these kids have are directly because of, of us. Like, if we're freaking out that the kids don't have enough and they need more and that it's all about gifts and stuff like that, they're going to, that's what they're going to pick up on. And granted, it's not solely us because if you watch, like, there's this family channel, FGTV, the girls watching, these people are freaking loaded. And, like, they did, like, oh, Merry Christmas. We have 90,000 presents under the tree. Let's unbox every one. And, you know, that gets your kids feeling some type of way like damn I don't have anything when in reality you know we've spent a lot of money and my kids don't complain about it but I'm just saying like if I were a kid growing up now where you can literally watch real families especially wealthy families unbox and open their gifts and they have all this shit that we don't have I can imagine a child feeling like less that they don't, what they don't have. So, um, so yeah. So I try to be aware of how I present Christmas to the kids. Somebody actually had, I think it was one of my, I forget who it was. I think it was, somebody was talking to me about Santa and how, 
Like they in their household, Santa only brings a couple of gifts and that they provide the rest of it because they've done all the footwork in pulling Christmas together. And that's absolutely true. And I think that's genius because then it's like, why does, how does Santa conveniently bring all the cool gifts when mom and dad only bring socks and underwear? When in reality, you know, so it all comes out in the wash anyway, because eventually, you know, the truth comes out and everybody puts two and two together. So it was you all along. But, um, I think, I think it's interesting, at least how we do Christmas. I mean, it's not like we don't talk about Santa. We definitely do, but we just don't, you know, we, we don't really go see him at the mall. Obviously we can't now either, but, um, we just don't make a big deal about Santa Claus. And I remember having, um, a, uh, a, um, client in my chair and I had asked her what she does. And I remember this client saying, we don't even do that. We don't, we don't do Santa at all. And I think she had a young kid. And at first I'm like, what? But at the end, but, but like, but then, but then my initial, you know, immediately following, I'm like, yeah, dude, that's cool. Like, that is cool that you decide how you're going to make your holiday and you don't have to just do Santa because you feel like you have to. And if you're not willing to like keep up, that's like, if you're not willing to keep up with the, the story and you don't have to like break it to your kids later, dude, you totally, that's totally true. I don't know how some kids are cool with it. Like, oh yeah, I knew. Or, oh, okay. Some kids are like, you lied to me. You lied to me. So, and you kind of going to figure out how your kid's going to take it when they figure that out. Um, what else? Oh, you know what? That's like... I will say actually is, um, the elf on the shelf. I don't, I will not do that because I don't want to have to come up with all these new, and I know I've talked about this last year. I don't want to have to come up with new places because eventually I kind of run out and I don't want to like keep having to think of things to do. And then what if one year you just don't want to do it because you don't want to keep up the theatrics of elf on the shelf. I think it's a cute idea, especially for people who, you know, especially for little kids, stuff like that. But, um, I don't want, I don't like, first off, I don't want to have to keep thinking of things to do with the elf. We tried it a couple years back. We didn't buy the book or the, the original elf. It's funny because my grandma actually growing up, uh, she would have like elves and clowns for Christmas. I don't know why put on her like railing of banister and it was be like in like pine, like a pine. What am I saying? It would be in like, you know, Christmas tree, like a wreath, but, but the longer ones, like the, like the strings of wreath and she would have the clowns and stuff attached. So I actually found one 
years ago, like when Quinn's little. And I took it, and we did that here and there, and it was fun, and then I forgot to do it, or I forgot, you know, it just wasn't worth keeping it up. Like, there's other Christmas traditions I can make up with my family, like doing our Secret Santa. We've done that for the past, well, since I can remember, honestly, taking each one of the girls out, helping them find a little gift for their sister, and then, and then that's it. Like, um, so that to me seems something, I don't know. Like you could think of so many good Christmas traditions that just because people want to pump out the elf on the shelf, you don't have to do that, but you can. I understand. I understand why if you do do it. Um, so I don't know. But, um, this is definitely a Christmas for the books. I'm trying to make it as festive as I can, but I just don't feel that way this year. I just am not, I'm not, um, festive really. It, I like that my tree is up though. I love looking at the tree and I have some, the stockings up and our stairs look nice because I had that garland or whatever you want to call it wrapped around um yeah garland so I just hope the girls are happy but um yeah tomorrow should be fun we'll do the zoo and uh have a lot of fun bundle up and I uh, got the pajamas so we'll wrap up the pajamas and I can open that tomorrow night so yeah um, I think everything is going to turn out okay I think everything is cyclical and we are in a really rough time right now globally, nationally but eventually Things are going to come around, and um, and I uh, I can't wait. And I think I hopefully by the spring things will get a lot better. So chin up, cheer up, guys. So I'm just going to end the podcast because I have a feeling like it's over an hour long, and I have to like listen to it, kind of figure out what it sounds like. But thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I was really happy that my last, I opened up my Anchor app and like, it looks like I got 113 playbacks, which was crazy because the last time I checked it prior to that was like 20 playbacks. Um, so it's nice that people are listening and I hope, um, I hope I'm like a little, a little, a little buddy in your pocket every whenever I decide to post and it makes you feel better and you can relate to some things and uh, maybe give you some moral support let you know you're not alone um, and that I am here and thank you for being here for me it's really cool I miss all of my friends uh, that are not in Illinois Gina I love you uh, Faith I love you Julie, I love you. Um, 
and uh, we will get together again. I hopefully we can zoom this holiday season. Uh, so if you're not following me, you can follow me at the awkward mom pod underscore podcast, a W K W Y R D underscore podcast on Instagram. You, you can also follow my other account on Instagram called curiosity prism. Prism is P R Y S M and follow me at curiosity prism spelled the same way on my TikTok. and, uh, I will eventually be uploading a YouTube video and it is also called Curiosity Prism. So yeah, you can look forward to those things. Um, I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and I hope it's healthy and happy and uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good night.